everybody. Thank you for joining us today on Sharing Your Sweat Equity, a business podcast with your El Paso Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I am very honored and excited to be with Miss Kathy McShane. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So Miss Kathy McShane is responsible for overseeing the women's business centers throughout the country, the SBA's women's business centers. These centers offer counseling, training, and mentorship to women who want to launch or expand their business. She provides advice, assistance, and support to promote, coordinate, and monitor the efforts of the federal government to establish, preserve, and strengthen women-owned businesses. She recognizes the economic value that women-owned businesses contribute to the economy. So thank you for joining us today. We are so excited to have you in studio, but we're also excited that you were able to be one of our keynote speakers yesterday at our women's conference. Yep, and I want to thank you again for all you do to help women achieve their dreams. And I think yesterday really showcased what you all do for women, and uh, I am delighted to be here. Well, we are so excited to have you, and I know so many of our attendees yesterday were just raving about your session and your conversation with Cindy. They really enjoyed it. So you were a great asset to our conference, and I think you just made it that much better for us. Thank you very much. So you talked a little bit yesterday about before joining the SBA, you founded Ladies Launch Club. So can you tell us a little bit about that organization and what really inspired you and motivated you to build up that company? I am, I've always been um, an advocate for women. I've always done, even when I was in the corporate world, done whatever, I did whatever I could to help promote women, to empower women. And um, I had just closed a multi-million dollar company and I actually went on a journey to see what I wanted to do next. And I kept coming back to what can I do to help women? And um, Ladies Launch Club was really the answer to that question. And Ladies Launch Club was what I describe as a safe place for women to come and figure out either how to start a business, how to grow a business, and in some cases, how to close a business. We offered counseling, we offered coaching, technical assistance. However, the thing that I believe we did differently was really help women with their mindset. Because I'm a big believer that women very often Um, are their own worst enemies. And if we can shift how they look at themselves, then they're gonna be much more successful business people. And I think that's so interesting what you said about sometimes women closing businesses, because I think one of the conversations that we've had with women who are in business is they're so focused on working in their business and getting it to the point that they want it to be at, that they don't have plans for what happens after. They get to that point where they want to retire. They get to that point where they want to focus on traveling. And you don't want to see those women businesses close. You want another woman to come in and take up that business. And so I think planning for that is so key to making sure we have a successful funnel and pipeline of women in business. I agree with that. And um, one of the questions I do ask is, what is your exit strategy? because I've seen many women like that. And unfortunately, because they haven't planned, they often just close it down. Mm -hmm. And they probably have, or many have great assets that are saleable, but they just have let it go for far, far, far too long. Yeah, and I think if you are focused on getting women to a point where they have parity with male-owned businesses, you do have to have those businesses that can transition from one woman to another and bring those assets that she has to that other woman who is taking over that business. Yeah, and I also um, believe that you don't always have to sell a business to another woman. 
right? Right. I mean, if you have an exit strategy that says, well, I, you know, in five years, seven years, I'm going to sell this company, and the amount that I have in mind is $5 million, whatever it is, if the person who wants to buy the company has the same value as you do, there's nothing wrong with selling it to a man. So one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about is today is International Women's Day, and Forbes recently published an article that states, despite an increase in revenues and funding applications by women-owned businesses, funding amounts for women-owned businesses have actually decreased. So what are some of the factors that you see impacting that decrease in funding for women-owned businesses? Yeah, one of the major challenges that women do face is getting funding. And a lot of that has to do with stereotyping. And unfortunately, women are seen as not being as serious, not being as smart, a higher credit risk. And these really absolutely play a major factor. And if you look at men who raise capital, it's a very different process for them because many of them have gone to prep school or great colleges and have an unbelievable network of friends that can actually help them with this process. And they also, men have a tendency, if something quote unquote goes wrong, they don't personalize it. Mm -hmm. Whereas women so personalize it. And when they look at their company or their brand, they see it as an extension of them. So when they go in to try to negotiate to get this funding, they're talking probably more about the emotional part of the company as opposed to why this financial institution should fund them. So beyond accessing capital, we've talked about some, you talked about some kind of institutional barriers to women being able to access capital, but how do those institutional barriers also affect them in other areas of business? What are their other challenges that you're seeing at a federal level as the director of the Women-Owned Business Program? Yeah, and this is pretty consistent what we see. We find women think small. Mm -hmm. They don't think big. And if you see it, you can be it. So if you're thinking small, you're going to remain small. Um, women also still today bear the brunt of child re uh, rearing of older parents, so they take up most of the responsibility at home. So therefore, they can't always, you know, give a hundred percent of their time because there are so many other factors. Um, the other thing is women really don't know how to price, and uh, I always say to the women I work with, if you don't have enough confidence in yourself to charge me a fair amount of money, why should I have confidence that you can do what I'm going to hire you to do? And they also um, have a tendency when they're hiring to hire their friends um, mm -hmm. or a cousin or something like that. So these are what we see as consistent barriers that women <laughs> take care of or do. And so, and I mean, it seems to permeate across the across not just access to capital, but also access to procurement. For example, I work with clients and sometimes that male will not get, you know, maybe they're bidding on the same project. The male owned business doesn't get that project and they are up in arms. And it's because, well, it's unfair that this other company got it when they're big and women are just kind of like, okay, well, I'll just go on to the next, the next project and just bid on that. So what are some ways that women can really focus on kind of getting out of our own way and really empowering ourselves? There are a couple of things. I am a big believer in having a mentor. Mm -hmm. 
And when one looks for a mentor, you, you really should look for somebody who's going to be transparent with you, who's going to say, you know, that's a really dopey idea, or have you thought about this? Somebody who really is going to tell it like it is. And if you get a mentor, that's one way to break down some of these barriers. The other thing that women have to do, and frankly we don't do enough of it, is support other women. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is, you know what, not everybody's going to like you, and that's totally okay. Women tend to want to please, mm -hmm. so therefore, um, if that were two men, you know, those were two men and what you just described, they would beat up each other and then they go and get a beer. <laughs> right. Whereas women, um, they just, again, personalize it. And um, they don't want to get into a confrontation. Men don't see it as a confrontation. But women, when they're trying to stand up for themselves, think of it as confrontation. And I think that's so important. And I think that lack of wanting to get into a confrontation plays itself out in so many ways in women's lives. I was thinking about it. And when I was back applying for jobs, if I didn't check off every single box on that, what they were looking for, it's like, well, I'm not going to apply. But my male friends are like, oh, I only meet three out of the 10. I'm going to send in that application. And I think that it is something that just, I, and I don't know where it comes from. Maybe you have some insight into where that focus of women on, I don't want to be confrontational, I don't want to be aggressive comes from. I believe it comes from their parents. Mm -hmm. um, and it starts very young. As a matter of fact, there was a study done with little girls and little boys. And when they were five years old, they showed pictures. And the pictures were of men and of women. And when they asked the little kids, who's the boss, when they were five, the girls picked, they all, both boys and girls, picked the women. When they turned six, all of a sudden, they picked men. And it was a fascinating thing to watch. And that happens because you grow up in a home where people have roles. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and even as a child, if you're arguing with your parents, you're seen as being disrespectful, as opposed to, I want to state my feelings about this. And I do think that when that happens, you diminish somebody's desire to present their position. I also think that women don't know how to disagree without really getting confrontational. Mm -hmm. So uh, most of it, I believe, starts at home. The other thing is we don't, as women, have a tremendous number of role models. And that is very sad to me because often if you ask a woman, you know, who is a woman that you admire and respect, they really struggle with that. Mm -hmm. And there are many, many very successful women that should come to mind, but they don't. Speaking of successful women who inspire, who inspires you? What is that woman that you look to and you say, that is somebody who inspires me and motivates me to continue what I do each and every day? Well, I, I believe that person changes as we change and you know we mm -hmm. mature. The person now that I really look at and admire is um, administrator Linda McMahon. And the reason for that is she has had many, many, many hurdles in her life. And she always says, it doesn't matter how many times you fall down, it's just how quickly you can get back up. And that's very encouraging to me. And also just the way she runs our agency. She is a brilliant woman, but she's fair, she's accessible, um, and she knows 
how to handle confrontation. So <laughs> that, those are the elements. That's great. So we're talking on International Women's Day, and if there are any men listening to this podcast, they might be saying, well, I don't do these things. How can I help empower the women in my organization, in my life? So what are some ways that men can help to be more part of the solution? I think there are tons of ways, but let's talk about probably the first three. Men have to start taking women seriously. Um, they have to look at women as colleagues as opposed to women on their staff. So the first step is to take the woman seriously. The second step is to challenge her. Uh, don't treat her like she's a China doll. She's not. And um, the third is to mentor. And a lot of people are uncomfortable mentoring, especially in companies where, with a male-female relationship. However, I don't think that matters. I think what does matter is that men start to look at women differently. And I often say, because I talk mostly about women in business or women entrepreneurs, many of these men and many men out there, if you're listening to this, probably have children, have daughters, have granddaughters, have nieces or nephews. And they look to you as a role model. So they're gonna model what they see. And that is a great way for you to help women. I think that's a great point is being, for the women in your life that you have personal relationships with, being that role model for them and showing them what is also acceptable in terms of the way that you interact with women. If you empower them, then they're more likely to expect that in their own personal work lives and things like that. We've talked about mentorships and women mentoring other women and men mentoring women as well. I think that one of the barriers to getting a mentor is people are just like, I don't know, how do I ask somebody to be a mentor? Do I just go up to them and say, can you be my mentor? <laughs> and is that aggressive? So how can you find a mentor? Well, you said a couple of things. One is, my word's not yours. Is that aggressive if I go up and I ask somebody to help me out? The first thing is, people don't think about asking somebody. They just think that somebody's got a magic wand and a mentor is going to appear. It doesn't work like that. And what I tell people to do is look at somebody that you respect. Look at somebody you almost want to be and reach out to that person and ask them if they will mentor you. And I made that comment yesterday and I ran into a young woman last night and she came up to me and she asked me <laughs> if I could would be her mentor. So, and I said, how hard was that for you? And she said, it was hard until I actually started to talk about it. And you know what? People are gonna say yes and some are gonna say no and you just go on to the next one. Don't personalize it. And so if somebody like, what happened to you yesterday, if somebody asks you, can you be my mentor, as the person who is going to be the mentor, what do you feel like, what are your responsibilities as a mentor? Well, I tend to always do what I describe as an exploratory. You know, it's almost, what does this woman do? What is she seeing as her barriers? Um, but what mentors have to do is they have to be open with that person. They have to be dedicated. You can't just say, well, I'm going to be your mentor. And then you see or talk with them, you know, once or twice a year, you have to be dedicated to that person. And you have to feel confident enough that you are able to say to them, you know what, you've got to rethink this or don't do this. And I had a woman that I worked with and she had a business. I looked at the business and frankly, I said to her, you got to close the business. Mm -hmm. And she would not close that business. And then 
She came to me one day and she said, I got to close the business. How do we do it? So you have to be open and you have to sometimes deliver bad news. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here with us today and for also joining us at our conference yesterday. The conversation that you had with Cindy yesterday and the conversation that we had today, I think is really going to motivate a lot of women entrepreneurs in our community and hopefully a lot of women who are thinking about entrepreneurship to be bold, to be confident, to be aggressive and to take that next step and to not fall in line or to feel like you can't do it or to question yourself. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for joining us in El Paso. And we hope to bring you out again soon and to bring you maybe to the next conference or another podcast. We'll take you any way that we can have you. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed being here. Thank you. So this has been Sharing Your Sweat Equity, a business podcast with the SBA Office of Women Business Ownership Director, Kathy McShane. And we will see you all next time. Thank you.